0: Max, 98.3, that is music from OMD, and if you leave, it is now 7.53 on the Big Max Morning Show. Mike, let's welcome to the one and only Sheriff Grady Judd. <laughs> Good morning, sir. How are you this morning?
1: I am okay. I've had better days. But oh, I'm I sure. But I'm really upset about that terrible tragedy event that happened yesterday.
0: So, we, Mike, and I have a ton of questions that we've heard from uh, our friends and family and uh, the the general public. And if you don't mind, we just kind of want to uh, ask you about these things and uh, we'll, we'll maybe clear the air on a few on a couple of these issues. But let's start with well, let's start
2: with
1: the facts. of The, case. With the facts, yeah. and
0: and tell us what went down yesterday.
1: Well, about. Two o'clock yesterday morning, the sheriff's office received a Crime Stoppers tip that Cheryl Williams, who had an outstanding fel- outstanding felony warrant for failure to appear on possession of methamphetamine and possession of paraphernalia, could be located at her residence at Foxtown South in Polk City. Well, first and foremost. When you get a Crime Stopper's tip at 2 o'clock in the morning, you figure it comes from crankers, right? Mm-hmm. So that's a pretty good tip. We did our background on her, while the deputies were on the way. We find out that she had been in prison for nine of 11-year sentence for trafficking and methamphetamine. so she'd done a long stretch in prison, that she had had multiple felony arrests, mostly for drugs, resisting arrest, dangerous display of a weapon, and she's just a nasty, nasty individual. So when deputies arrived, they, there was two men in the mobile home, and the deputies went to the door, and he said, yeah, come on in. She's in here. So Deputy Lane, he goes to the opposing side of the mobile home, So he can set up a tactical position and watch the windows and the door in the event somebody rushes out of the door to escape or tries to shoot through the windows. So he he has got a sound position. He has positioned himself where he's not near any windows, he's not near the door, he's found some old refrigerators that he can get cover behind, and he's doing exactly what he should have done the other deputies now there's three others a sergeant and two deputies they go in looking for her and when they're walking down the hallway there's this little room it's bigger than a closet we call it a gaming room there was a chair in there and television and some games but it was but as they peer as they were peering into the room she steps from out of their vision and points a gun directly at them Mm. Well, of course, two of the three deputies. The third one didn't, could not shoot because he was in the stack and couldn't see what was happening. Ret- shot at her to keep her from killing them. They shot her. They hit her two times. There was, I think, seven, six or seven gunshots. But and as she went down, Deputy Lane on the outside said that he'd been hit. Well one of the projectiles had pierced the these wall in the mobile home and struck him in the shoulder. Well initially EMS got there and his vitals were good and he was shot in the shoulder and it, you know from all indications things were was going to be exactly fine. We got to the hospital and as the trauma doctors and nurses were working on him we find that the projectile Has entered his chest cavity and ultimately despite the trauma center's best efforts deputy Lane died the suspect Cheryl Lynn Williams now she is also at the hospital with two gunshot wounds where she is going to recover and we have charged her among other things with second-degree felony murder but here's here's the focus No one is to blame for this event other than Cheryl Williams. And what we learned after the fact, one of the two men, one of the witnesses in the house, said when the deputies knocked on the door that she picked up this gun and said, let him in, as she disappeared in the mobile home. Well, after the shooting's over with, we find out that it's a, it's a replica look of a forty five caliber silver semi-automatic. It is a BB gun, and it's got the end hollowed out. It's not evident that you're able to shoot BBs out of it any longer. She intentionally pointed a gun that looked like a handgun directly at our deputies. Knowing that we would shoot back to protect ourselves, so at the end of the day, she created that entire event, and it didn't have to happen. But when you look through her history, she's got a litany of violation of probation,s she's got many, 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 you know, between VOPs and failure to appear,s she has never gone along with society's rules, and she created this entire event that got our deputy shot and killed.
2: Well, can we ask and you was- uh, ask you a couple of questions. Now, I- you you said that she created the entire event and I could agree with that in in some respects. But do you think looking back on it that there's anything that could have been done differently? Uh, and I could start with, you know, uh, is it normal to have somebody at his age, somebody who's only been a deputy, uh, a deputized and in patrol since January. So uh, technically, I mean he's a rookie, and he's serving a warrant at 3 a.m. Uh, also to the fact that uh, that this was a situation that it seems like. It was a nonviolent, and now I could be mistaken if she's got other uh, things on her rap sheet, but it's a nonviolent, it's a failure to appear. Is it necessary to serve that warrant at 3 a.m.? Could it not have been done maybe in the light of day or at a different spot? I don't know. Is there anything in your mind that you think could have been done differently to help prevent this?
1: Well, you know, you, you are posing the same questions that I call the woke, radical, liberal left ask. are mm-hmm. just out of their minds. Because we serve warrants 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We serve, we serve an attempt to serve hundreds of warrants 24 hours a day, seven days a week, every day. Every day. This is, a nor- this is as normal as a traffic stop. And the, the reality is this is not a nonviolence. See, see, we're caught up in this world. We've let this liberal, radical, fanatical... Socialist left label drugs as nonviolent, low-level crime, and it's anything but that. But, anytime Sheriff... You, anytime you have drugs, anytime you have money, you have violence.
2: Sure, but
1: and, it, you and have it, to admit,
2: this it, warrant was a failure to appear. Would you call failure to appear a violent crime?
1: It turned into one mm. because of the violent person who was involved in it. She turned it into a violent event. And when people call in, uh, calls for service at 3 o'clock in the morning, do we say, gosh, we don't answer calls at night anymore? that That's just, cr- you know, anybody that asks you those quick questions, that's crazy talk, just crazy talk. And they're totally out of touch with the reality of law enforcement. Well, totally lot, out of touch. A, a lot of us...
0: I mean, for me personally, you know, I, I see it on TV, and you know, <laughs> you know, right, on, yeah, on, yeah. on law, law and Order, SVU, they're going down at two in the afternoon, <laughs> and, and, right, yeah. and they're they're throwing this warrant on this cat, and they're just picking him up. And you know, just, to say the
2: general public is totally out of touch with law enforcement, <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, we don't know what you guys go through, but looking because at we it, stay on the yeah, yeah. <laughs> side of you, <laughs> but but on the outside looking in, it just seems odd to see to serve a warrant so late at night. So now you. say it's normal then okay all right that's normal that's that wasn't anything out of the ordinary but to the to the average citizen looking at it you have to see that you're right they are out of touch with law enforcement we don't know the ins and outs we don't know how it works that's why we ask the questions
1: well and but you've got to understand that because the normal world goes home and goes to bed at night and goes to sleep because you see they got to get up and go to work in the morning and take care of the kids there's the night people Sure. This world doesn't. This world doesn't function on a daylight event or an evening event. There is a world of people out here all night long. Now, why? The question is, why at three o'clock in the morning, right? Are these crankers awake? Mm. Because they're not going to work the next morning. Because they are night people. Because this is when they do their crindle events. You know, why do people hide in the darkness? Because they don't want to be seen or caught. So what do we do? We send bright young men and women as law enforcement officers into the darkness, into the crevices, into the place where these criminals hide. And that's what was occurring the other night. It wasn't 3 o'clock in the morning for the cranker. Right. I mean, it was 3 o'clock in the morning for those of us who have a normal job, and you go on three o'clock? And, and and the the moronic thing I hear is, why are you serving a warrant at three o'clock in the morning? Well, when's the wrong time to arrest someone who's fleeing law enforcement and fleeing justice? And you know, when's the when's the wrong time to arrest that person? Well, the answer is there is no wrong time, and you you know, it's it's kind of like uh, you know, you catch them where you find them. And that's, and they found her. Mm. And she intended, she intended to commit suicide by cop. I'm, I'm convinced of that. I've got a lot of years of experience. So, but but I am, and I guess after this many years, I'm mildly shocked, maybe majorly shocked, that anyone would think that, oh, it's it's after midnight, we don't arrest anybody. <laughs> Well, that, that's, crazy. that's crazy. That's crazy talk.
0: And I know you well enough to know that you're cleaning your language up, and I appreciate oh, right. it. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: I'm, being, I'm being nice. Yeah, my pastor
1: is listening.
0: <laughs> really, real quickly, I have two quick questions. Uh, is it common a common practice to have somebody uh, so young on the force to be out with? such a a group and going to do such a thing. And secondly, I'm curious why she is charged with second-degree murder.
1: Yes. She is, well, let me start with the second one. She is charged with second-degree murder because in the legal world, she is the proximate cause for the death of the deputy. She created the death of the deputy. While she's engaged in a felony, she caused the death. Okay, and she caused to death because of her conduct and her actions, and she's got other charges too. But but that of course you know, yeah. But but the the other thing is you go oh why is the deputy at twenty one? Well wait a minute we send we send young men at eighteen to fight wars. He's been through the police academy, he's been through training. Everybody starts as a rookie, mm-hmm. you know everybody, and this and and this is quite frankly you know the pr- the reason he was probably outside of the mobile home instead of inside the mobile home was the more experienced people were doing the search but the reality is that you when you come out of the police academy you are fully trained to do the job and to do it safely. And they were doing the job appropriately and safely from all indications at this point in the investigation. We see no one doing anything other than what they absolutely should have been doing it the way they should have been doing it. Mm-hmm. And you know me, if, if there was a mistake, I would tell you there's a mistake. But the reality is, oh, he's only 21. Well, we're sending people to war at 18 or 19, and quite frankly, You can be a law enforcement officer at 19. So when you're fully trained through the academy, then we put you through about another 18 weeks. I mean, keep in mind, between his training and his detention deputy time, he came to work with us in 2020. So he was how old? 19 at the time, 18 at the time? Mm -hmm. And at 21, I I had already been on patrol for two years.
0: Wow. I'd been, I was deputy. I'd been married and divorced a couple of <laughs> yeah. times
1: by the time I was 21. <laughs> I,
2: I have one last yeah. quick question for you, uh, Sheriff, and that is you, you keep saying that, n- that there was no mistake made, there was no mistake made, that this was all done correctly, but but still a deputy lost his life. So I guess my question is will there be – any sort of charges? Obviously, I don't think there should be charges, but will there be any sort of disciplinary action, retraining, anything to correct this so that we don't have something like this happen in the future? Or are we just laying the blame solely on Cheryl Williams' shoulders and moving on?
1: Well, I think you 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 misunderstand. You suggest that they did something wrong. You know, we we train constantly, but you don't retrain unless they did something wrong. Mm-hmm. We see absolutely zero indication that they did anything wrong. Okay. But when you when you shoot, when when you shoot, you shoot at a target. You know, you have a, an adrenaline rush. You're not going to get 100% of your shots exactly where you think 100% of your shots need to be. But the reality is they didn't do anything outside of protocol, outside of training. Nothing. Zero. If they did, I would have told you. Okay. So my, my point is my point is that it, it was exactly the way it was it was textbooked the way they were supposed to respond. What the sole purpose of this investigation is to document all the details all the way down to the science and then that'll be available for anyone who wants it but at the end of the day cheryl created this there's no one to blame but her she's a nasty vicious nasty felon that created the environment that caused this shooting
0: Sheriff, we need to run, but thank you so much for everything and the conversation. Absolutely. And uh, we, Mike and I, love our relationship with you. We
2: appreciate it more than you know. And bec- thank you for being because, open with us. Yeah. yeah,
0: we like to, uh, you know, we like to hold your feet to the fire, and and you're willing to do that. So we appreciate you. And, and you're pretty and damn
2: good at pulling them back. I gotta say, <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's
1: right. Well, you, you know, this this morning my stock went up and yours went down, but it's okay. You'll recover.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, buddy. Thank you so much Thanks, for your man. time. We'll talk to you soon.
1: Take care. Talk, talk to you all later. Thank all you. Bye bye.